Hey everyone, Pastor Andrew here. We are continuing in our 21 days of prayer here at Rock of Cape, and we are on day 18. And for the next couple days, we're going to be talking to you about praying for those that need God, those people around you that maybe their relationship with Christ is uh, backslidden, or maybe they, they don't know uh, Christ as their Savior and never have. And so, obviously, the Bible calls on us uh, to do the Great Commission, which is to reach all people in all nations and to disciple others and go forth. And so when we pray, these are things that we need to be praying for constantly. We talked about before how important it is to pray for others uh, in the midst of their needs and things that are going on. Well, obviously, the most important thing and decision that we make in our lives is giving our life to Christ. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about what that means and how we can pray for those around us and put them in a position to, to help them draw closer to the Father that we know. Uh, so first we want to understand that remember that God uh, says that he would leave the 99 for one. That's how important every individual and every soul is uh, to the Creator. Uh, there is no one person that He doesn't love. Uh, he created everyone for a purpose, and we have to understand that, that when we pray for others, that God has a desire to move in on our lives and change our hearts, and that if we would understand how much God has done in our own lives, then that would hopefully motivate us to be passionate about other people. So, you know, uh, God leaves the 99 uh, for the one, just like the shepherd does. And it's important that we do the same thing, that we focus on um, every single person, every situation, uh, no matter how bleak it might look, or even if we're dealing with people that we've tried to uh, bring to church or we've tried to disciple and, the, and it's just not working, we know that God ultimately is the healer, that God is the one that ultimately opens the door for us to be the disciplers, to, to be the voice uh, that he calls us to be. So first thing that we want to do, and we're going to talk a little bit about this, uh, is we want to ask the Father to draw them to Jesus. Uh, we can only do so much. Right? So I can pray for someone, I can spend time with them, um, I can tell them about Christ, I can uh, let my fruit bear that out in my own life, in my own testimony, but really, ultimately, it's the love of God and the revelation of Jesus that has to come to someone's heart for their, for their life to change, for salvation to take place, which we know salvation includes not only the cross, but it includes changing our whole lives uh, from top to bottom uh, and changing the way that we think and what we see. So, you know, God draws people to Him. It's not something we can make happen out of our own efforts. So we need to be faithful in praying that the Father would draw those he's placed on our hearts to Jesus. So maybe you need to think about someone or a situation or a family member or, or there's people that you know need Jesus. Uh, they're missing that in their lives. There's a gap and you know that because you have Christ. Remember ultimately that when we pray, it's not us that does it. It's it's Jesus that does us does it. And sometimes he has to work through us uh, to do that. But it's ultimately the Holy Spirit, uh, the Trinity, God, uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that plays a factor in in changing someone's heart. Ultimately, uh, John six forty four says, "No one can come to me unless the Father who has sent me draws them." So, you know, the love of Christ is what ultimately changes a life, and we can be a representation of that, but Jesus is the ultimate healer. God is the, is the Father. He is the Creator, and He's the heart changer. So think about the people you know who are far from God. Let your heart be open to God and anyone He may bring to your mind. Sometimes it helps to write down names or, or put it somewhere where you can remember who it is that you're praying for and you're praying for them daily, constantly, and that keeps it on the forefront of your mind because, as we all know, prayer sometimes takes depth and time and patience, and, and God doesn't always answer things the way that we want, but we know that He wants 
people to come to him. We know that he wants people uh, to have salvation in their lives. And so he, he, he calls upon us to be the vessel of that. And we have to be persistent with that. So even if you're dealing with a situation where you have tried and tried and tried and you feel like you're not getting anywhere, remember one, it's not really you that makes the decision. And two, it's not you that ultimately is the healer. It is God uh, that does the healing. And so all you can do is continue to love and show the fruit that you bear and be a good representation of Christ, be a disciple. Some of the best advice I ever got on being a witness for other people is just be a good representation of Christ and trust that God will do the rest. Sometimes the testimony of our own lives is really what changes someone else's heart and turns them towards God. So if you're praying for this and you're praying for someone and you're asking God, you know, please draw this person near to you, near to the Holy Spirit, speak to them, speak to their heart. You might, you might pray like this. Father, I pray for the people around me that you would supernaturally draw their hearts to you. Send your Holy Spirit to them and give them the desire that, that, to give their lives to you. Help them to recognize their longing for more in this life as a spiritual thirst only you can quench. Open their ears to hear your voice. So once again, remember when we pray, our hearts have to be in the right place and we have to be persistent. Even if we're dealing with a situation where we naturally don't feel like it's getting anywhere, remember God can change a heart in a minute. And we know that he can tear down those walls at any time. So we have to be persistent in what we're doing if we expect God to do what we know he can do because he's already done it in our lives. We're also on this day 18 going to talk about the next part, which is binding the spirit that blinds their minds. A lot of times when we're talking about people that need salvation or they've backslidden, they're dealing with unforgiveness or sin or chains in their lives that are keeping them from the love and the freedom of God. And so a lot of times we need to ask God not only to bring them closer to him, but also show them and give them revelation about the things in their lives that aren't good, that are hindering their walk with Christ. Uh, maybe things that are opening the doors for the enemy to attack them. A lot of times we don't realize and recognize that we are opening the door uh, for Satan to enter without even knowing it. And we have to remember that, that God already has the victory. The devil's already been defeated. So any footing or door open that we give him, we do. Uh, God doesn't do that. The devil can't force his way open. It's only what we allow him to come into. So we need to pray that that the, the spirits that are blinding people in their lack of salvation or their their bitterness or whatever it is that's keeping them from God, Lord, that that, that those things would be revealed and be uncovered so that the enemy can be exposed. A lot of times God can't, uh, you know, take care of the sin in our lives until we bring it into the light so that it can be exposed and be attacked. And the enemy loves nothing more than for us to keep things in the dark. And so a lot of times people will do that uh, to, um, to avoid uh, to avoid change, uh, quite honestly. Um, and we all know that salvation requires change. And that's something that can make people feel uncomfortable. The truth can be right in front of some people. And they still can't see it because something is in the way blocking their view of God. And like I said, a lot of times that's the enemy trying to blind us. The God of this age has binded the minds of the unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. That's 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. So when we read that scripture, we know right there that what God is saying is that there are those that are blinded because of their unbelief, because of their the chains that are wrapped around them. And so what they see as freedom is not what we see as freedom. And, and, and from our perspective or from your perspective, if, if you've given your life to Christ, someone who is bound up, they see themselves as free, but they're not. They're actually being bound up by the enemy. And we want them to be set free because we know God can change their lives. Just like, once again, he's changed ours. He's changed yours and mine. 
We can pray against whatever is in their way so that they can see the light of God. We can pray that they would see the truth without any obstacles or distractions interfering. Uh, we ask God to take the blinders off of, of the people around us, to change their hearts, to soften their hearts, to open up their hearts to what God might have to say to them, to not let the past dictate their future, to not let their circumstances continue to burden them and keep them from the love of God and from the freedom of Christ. Uh, I said it you know, uh, earlier, but... Salvation is more than just giving our lives to Christ and going to heaven. It's about changing who we are and giving us an opportunity to be blessed in a, in a, a major way. When I give my life to Christ, not only am I now saved, but I also get an opportunity to follow God's principles and therefore be blessed in my life and see changes. And uh, I'm sure you can speak to the testimonies in your life that you've seen and I can speak to mine. And I know from my own experiences that God changes lives. And so of course we want him to do that for others. That should be our goal as uh, the Great Commission is to see other people's lives changed by Christ as we've seen him change ours. So that's important. So if you're gonna pray in this situation, um, you know, something like this might be something that, that would really help move forward that. Uh, Father, bind the evil spirits that are binding, blinding the minds of the people around me. In the name of Jesus, I pray that they would be able to see clearly to recognize who you are and to give their hearts to you. Remove all hindrances the enemy would use to distract them from your truth. Open their eyes, Lord, that they might see Jesus. And a lot of times with that also uh, is maybe influences, um, uh, people that they're spending time with. You are who you hang out with, who you vest into, and who vests into you. So it's very important that we surround ourselves with the people that are going to help us grow spiritually and challenge us to grow spiritually. And so when someone gets saved, that's the difference between salvation and discipleship. So when you're praying for these things, and as we, we continue to, to, to do day 19 and day 20 on praying for those who need God, remember that ultimately, a lot of times, this is about discipleship and how we follow through with people and get them plugged into the, the family of Christ, into the connection of, of the church and what we're doing. That's an important role in salvation that I think sometimes gets missed. So I hope that you got a lot out of, out of these lessons today. Uh, we will continue to work on uh, praying for those who need God uh, tomorrow on day 19.